I'm Paddy O'Gorman, and you're listening to Paddy's Podcast. For this podcast, I've spent some days standing, along with my little dog, at the steps outside the Criminal Courts of Justice in Dublin, and I've been speaking there to people who were up before the courts. People on their way in, and if they haven't been sent to prison, people on their way out. I got on grand now. Um, these charges that I'm up on is, for, I, I'm an alcoholic and I'm off the, dr- the drink. It is for when I was on drugs and drink. I'm off the dr- drugs two and a half years and I'm off to drink 16 mm-hmm. months next week. So I'd rather put in the back for to get a letter on my doctor to see him, which I'm doing well. Right. So uh, I'm doing great and my life is better. So I'm not taking drugs. I walk and I get paid my money in the bank now instead of spending on drugs and drinking. But I'm on a methadone clinic even though I'm off drugs because yeah. when I came off the drugs I kept drinking but I was on methadone so I said on the methadone so I'm going to try and come off the methadone but I'm grand. And so did you tell all that to the judge just now? Oh, I told them, do you know all that? This is going on years, all these charges. Right. And the, ju- the, the judge knows they're off for drunken disorderly and for robbing drink and for, for stealing. But the solicitor said she did all this because she had to because she, she was sick and she had a habit. So I'm, I'm getting a letter after the doctor to say that I'm doing well now so I don't have to do all that. I haven't, I haven't been guarded attention. Right. So she'll be going well for me, please God. Do you know, as I talk to you now, I'm talking to somebody like, you know, a nice manner and so on. It's hard to imagine you going into a shop and robbing oh, and stuff, so, you know. No, but when you have an addiction, you don't care. Like, no one, nobody can't get drink till half twelve on a Sunday. Yeah. I'd go into Aldi and I'd open the bottle of vodka at nine o'clock and walk around drinking it and I wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry for the language. That's okay. But uh, I wouldn't care now, no, I wouldn't care, yeah. I'd walk right. in, I'd, I'd drop perfume to sell and everything, yeah. And did they notice you drinking the drink in there? Sometimes I'd get arrested and get charged and that's how I've charged and sometimes yeah. I wouldn't. And yeah. charges go back a couple the, of years? Uh, they're going yeah, to back years, so yeah. I, I'm going to have to get, I'm gonna get loads of letters for the next time to say I'm doing well okay. and get them off Just one last thing, did you ever end up in prison over... Uh, I was in prison a few times, yeah, but when I come up, you met it down and all, I want to do a drug and alcohol count, so I think I'd be brilliant there. I tell you yeah, what, it's really great. nice talking yeah. to you, okay? Yeah, what's your name, man? Paddy O'Gorman. Thank you, Paddy O'Gorman, thanks, God bless. Uh, cheers, bye-bye. Outside the court, on the steps and on the benches, you will often see illegal drug use going on. I've seen syringes in the bushes there, A court employee comes out on a regular basis with a handheld litter-picking device and a steel box for dropping dangerous sharp objects into. And people often smoke cannabis there. These men told me what they were smoking. Weed, one. Cannabis plant. I don't smoke. And do you think it should be legal, the weed? Yeah. Then you can get into a lot of trouble for smoking the weed. The guards could nick you on that and and say it was 50 euros worth, where it's not even... Yeah. Um, uh, 50 cent worth. And may I know, man, is it, is it the weed that has you in court, up in court here today? Oh, or no, something oh. else, yeah. Okay. I uh, got a strike out today, yeah. yeah. How come? Uh, the, the lack of evidence they had, you know. Right outside the court here, and I could smell the cannabis. Are you worried that they'd come out and arrest you? No, I wouldn't be worried about them, mate. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't feel a criminal, I don't like. Yeah. You suffer with PTSD, it helps me, those, I have two back injuries. You know what I mean? And me, they should decriminalise it. Like, there's, there's more medical problems off alcohol than there is off actual cannabis itself. Nobody ever died from uh, harsh or anything. They died off from weight. They died from fucking yeah. alcohol and other things. And then they ask you, were you up this morning? Or I was on the drink all night and I only had two, an hour sleep on the bus and that was it. And, and did you have far to come this morning? Uh, from Cavan and then when I came from Cavan I stopped off at that pub down there and got a pint before going <laughs> okay. into the car now. Are you going oh, well, back in? Yeah, what are you up for? Yeah, drunk disorderly, threatening abuse behaviour. Uh, that is it, Volga. Uh, they throw loads of things at you. Uh, and what's going to happen? 
<laughs> Thank you very much. No, Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. These two men were about to go into court. I came up on a, a phone that I was going to sell uh, into a shop, mm-hmm. and uh, the police said it was a uh, stolen property, and was no stolen property at all. And what's going to happen to you? I, I'm pleading not guilty, sir. Go not guilty, yeah. You know what I mean, okay. Paddy, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. your first time here, is it? No, I've over a hundred convictions, Paddy, you know what yeah. I mean? No. So what well, do you I'm do? I'm a bit of shoplifting and this and that, you know, man. I'm in prison I've done over 20 years, Paddy, yeah. Oh, man. Over 20, you know, man. Do you think it's wrong to be stealing from the shops? Me? Well, it's... The, the German shops, they're not Irish, oh, man. May I know I know you're pleading not guilty, yeah. but I know what, what are you accused of uh, stealing here? I've allowed me. These two women were outside the courts having a cigarette waiting for the case that one of them was facing to be called. I'm at the being in court since I was 18. I got done with manslaughter. And then I got out when I was 26. And then I got done for a trespassing charge. Um, I have a four and a half year suspended sentence. But I'm just up today visiting me mate. Thank God I haven't been in trouble now in a few years. So you're here for a friend this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm here to support a friend. It's me. I'm actually the friend that she's here to back up. (laughs) And what do you think is going to happen to you, please? I don't know, sorry. This okay. is my first time ever in court. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I've never been arrested before this, so I don't know. That's why I brought her along. Yeah. I don't know anything. I'm not from Dublin. I gather that, so yeah. <laughs> it's a big country accent. I know. So, I'm but a bag of nerves. What, sorry? I'm a bag of nerves. If you've no previous, you know... Uh, that's what I said to yeah. her. She'll, she'll just get a slap on the wrists. Yeah. Whereas uh, I had to get a sentence because it was... Sorry, because okay. it was manslaughter. Right. So they had to give me a sentence. But <clears throat> because I stayed out of trouble for a good while, they were chasing me for four years on a charge that happened four years ago. And I was put on remand there, money out four months. I was put on remand there for seven months and the judge gave me a four and a half year suspended sentence. Right. Because she knew I hadn't been in trouble. I had my kids back. So the first time was manslaughter, but what was the, what was the suspended sentence for them? Um, three street robberies. And was that like handbags, is it? Or, uh... No, do you know what? I didn't even need money. It was just on a mad one one night. You, but you were uh, not thinking properly? Yeah, and... I was homeless and I was on drugs and I was just all over the place. Like I, ha- I felt like I had nobody, do you know what I mean? So. And how, how is your health now? Are you staying away from drugs? Or, uh... oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm grand. You said manslaughter. That's a rather shocking crime, isn't it? No, it wasn't really, because my mum was in doing life, so... <laughs> Manslaughter was um, a step down from a life sentence, so I was happy, more so than sad. And, and your mum was in doing... She's doing life now, No, no, she's out now four years. Right, but was it for the same No, my no? mum was in for murder my father. Oh, I see. Right. But uh, when we went to prison, like, we became best friends. She still is my best friend. Your mum and yourself, yeah. because yeah, I'm an only child. Fly down to the shop. Okay, all right. Look, I hope it works out for you. I'll be here later anyway if you want to talk to me. Cheers. It wasn't long before those two women came back out of the court building again. They were pleased with the outcome of the case. I'd brought them good luck, they shouted at me as they headed off. Regarding the previous cases that one of them had been involved in, she had indeed been in prison along with her mother at the same time for separate killings. The daughter did four and a half years for manslaughter. That killing was in 2010. The other case was in 2000, 
when that woman's father was killed by her mother. She was convicted of murder. She is out now. You meet a lot of homeless people facing charges at the court, such as this man. Drunk in this early again. I lost my charges because I was sleeping on the road and all my charges got dumped and destroyed. So I didn't even realize I had the court. But my solicitor is a legend. I will not say his name. Okay. <laughs> and you're hoping what you hope he'll manage for you then this morning? Uh, hopefully he's going to sort me out. Tell me what I'm due, I'll pay it. And will you be able to pay a fine or... Not really. <laughs> I'm homeless. I can't yeah. afford my house. <laughs> so look, I'd guess from what I've seen you'll end up with community service sooner or later. Would that be okay? Do you think? No, or? I actually sit on the street and draw names for, for money and that's how I make... How is your health now, sir? How are you? Uh, I feel healthy even though I'm drinking too much. <laughs> but if I'm not drinking too much, then I don't feel healthy. Okay. I don't know if you can put it in an alcoholic perspective, but right. that's that that's the truth about me. Right. Like, Do you think you drink too much? Oh well, last 15 years I'm trying to get off. Last 25 years I'm on it, so I don't know. Um, um, you have you, you have a mixed me. accent, um, East European, I think, but um, Croatian. Croatian, okay, but uh, there's a slight American sound to your voice as well. That's uh, because we we learn English on the telly. All right. Same as German. When is your case being called? Oh, uh, I'm already late. <laughs> well, don't let me hold you up. You no, know. you're not. I don't care. Like. All right. <laughs> and. I shouldn't what, be here anyway. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen to you this morning then? I'm going to get another fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to pay it. But yeah, that's it. Um, if you don't pay it, then sooner or later you'll be arrested. Uh, obviously. <laughs> Where did you sleep last night? Last night I was in a tent with my friends. Where? Oh, not a good place, Henry Street, but I told them today to move to somewhere else and I'm not gonna say it out loud. Okay. But yeah, the last tent we had was destroyed by three guys coming in smoking crack and they just wrecked the place. What age were you when you left Croatia? 24-ish. Okay, and did you do the right thing to come to Ireland, do you think? Yeah, I worked as a graphic designer and a sign maker for eight years, but mm -hmm. now I can't even sign my name. <laughs> right. I, tell you, I am London Irish in my upbringing now, and like when I'm working in Britain, I meet a lot of Irish guys who would have come working in England, but then they drink too much, you know? And I think I find here in Dublin, a lot of, here in Ireland, a lot of East European men who work hard, but then drink gets about the better of them, you know? That you'd yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, um, I just went for my uh, Dublin Simon detox pre-assessment yeah. yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I hope it's gonna help my court case today. What has you here this morning, please? I'm actually up in court for a charge back in 2019. Mm -hmm. I was in bad addiction then. I was, I was stealing for uh, to, to pay for my uh, drug yeah. addiction. And how are you now? I'm clean now, yeah. Um, I'm living in hostel okay. in Fitzwilliam Street. 
and I'm looking forward to getting my two-bedroom apartment in two weeks. Good. And so what was the actual charge this morning? Uh... Um, it was robbing it, stealing our Mac, Mac on uh, Brown, Brown Thomas, yeah. Stealing? stealing from Mac, Mac makeup. All right, all mm-hmm. right, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was you in the past, yeah? Yes, that was me in the past. Right, and you're pleading guilty to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that a very scary thing to do, to steal, you know, or from a... Uh, to be honest, I, I, I've tried it when I wasn't on drugs and it is a very scary thing to do. But when you're on drugs, it's like, it's it's do or die, do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's, you have no choice. It's like, it's I, I guess I can go here and I'll rob out, out of this shop and I might get away or I might get caught. Either way, I'll have a warm bed. Right. Do you know okay. what I mean? Cause you, if you're going to get caught, you're going to go to jail. So you'll get a warm bed to go to and then if... You get caught if you don't get caught, you'll get to sell it and you get your drugs. So you're not cold when you're sleeping out. <laughs> so you're not scared of being put in prison for the night. Then really, it doesn't matter to you. Yeah. Yeah. What's happened this morning then? Well, nothing happened this morning. I'm not. I won't be seeing the judge now until two o'clock. But I reckon it'll get thrown out because I I've been good since. I haven't mm-hmm. picked up any charges and I have doctor's letters to say that I've been stable and so on. Right. So I'd say it get thrown out. So the judge will be able to see that, and he or she will be able to say this person has been making a good effort and yeah. so on. Very good. A lot of people tell me just how hard it is to leave addiction behind. You know that. It's yeah, a- yeah. Especially if you're living in it, <laughs> um, like if you're living in homelessness. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's it's extremely hard to uh, to knock it on the head. But when you get to a, a stable hostel that you can close your door and people can like knock mm-hmm. on your door to look in your room to see like what have you got what money you have what day you get paid or whatever right. um, it gets a little bit easier and another man earlier was saying to me about how easy it is to get robbed from to, to, to lose stuff in a hostel like, that's but, uh, from and that's from people you, you know you, you think someone's your friend you're knocking your jar have you, have you got a smoke or oh look I oh, found these trousers they're too small for me they'll fit you out that's their way of getting in the door do you know what I mean right. and then you start to realise the next morning oh that's gone missing <gasps> Where's that gone? And you can't say it because there might have been one or two people in the room beforehand. You know what I mean? So you just have to learn. You don't bring anybody into your room. (laughs) And when you're in a hostel, would you have your own room? Would you? Not all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So some hostels, you can be very unfortunate and it'll be like six or seven to a room because it'll be uh, bunk beds. Um, I'm very, very fortunate because uh, I'm in a single room and I have my own bathroom as well. Right. And nobody is allowed into my room, whether I want to or not. Allow people in, they're not allowed into the room. I see. Yeah. You feel you're going to be okay now? Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, compared to what I was, um, I'm stable. I'm on uh, 75 mils of methadone. Um, I'm slowly tapering down. I was on 90 mils. Mm-hmm. And I'm down to 75, so I've 25 more mils to go, and I'll be going into Kilmine. I see, I see. So a hard question, but if I were to meet you five years' time, where do you think you'll be in your life? Yeah. I hope to be in my house, have me two kids back, and a little job. What happened to you in court? Yeah. The court one, well, uh, my solicitor is a legend, as I said. He got it put back, even though I had all my papers and everything to sort it out today, but he managed to put three cases together in one for two weeks' time. And, but, well, I'm a drunk. I'm sometimes, I'm not disorderly. 
That's mm. what I charge them with. I'm always friendly. That's the funny thing. But <laughs> I charge them with this so early. Was yeah. life better for you at one time, um, Ranko, before, like, um, before drink had such an effect on you? Or, or what way would you put Look, it? I'm going to be honest. Like, how the drink problem lost 20 years since my father shot himself. He was an abusive alcoholic. And I'll tell you now, like, he used to beat the shit out of me. He would stomp me in the ground for no reason. That's my... I get broken jaws, broken eye sockets. From who? Who gave that to you? Random people on the street. It can be rough on the streets, I'm sure. It's pretty rough, man, if you sleep under a truck. We were in a tent last two nights, but I got booked in. But the the place you get booked in, it's like it's it's like made for you to fail. So like I'm trying to stay off alcohol. Mm-hmm. There's another five people in the room. The fella across from me, he's drinking a bottle of vodka. Yes. He falls asleep with a half bottle out next to his bed. The other three lost their smoking gear and weed. So they get stoned and fucked up and eventually they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of the night, one o'clock, I wake up and I'm staring at the bottle of vodka. I'm not gonna touch it. I don't wanna touch it. It's not mine. It's not made for me. I can't handle it. I try to say all these things to myself not to touch it. But like it was just there next to me, like, and it's hard to be a fucking addict. I'm sorry for the yeah. words, but like, it's it's. Did did you come here with your father, or did you come here on your own, or? My father shot himself. My mother left me when I was nine. I went through war in ex-Yugoslavia by myself. Mm-hmm. My family left me, they all live in Sweden, they have houses and wages, and yeah, I'm alone. And as is the case so often you'll find with homeless people such as the man we've just been listening to, these people have a terrible start in life, the odds stacked against them, not always, but time and again, they've had to deal with really, really bad life circumstances from a young age. Next couple we've got to hear I saw them on their way into the court, pulling a little carrier bag with them. They look at first sight like a couple on their way to the airport going on their holidays, but I know that that means that one of them at least is expecting to be sent into custody, to be sent to prison that day. And it was maybe a half hour later that I saw them both coming out together, still carrying the bag, and they gave each other a hug. Obviously, very, very pleased with the outcome of what had just happened before the court. Uh, the man went on his phone to speak to, presumably tell the good news to whoever he was telling. Uh, the woman was standing next to him and I asked her about what had happened. It wasn't myself, it was my partner. Yeah. Um, and um, a, a few years, three years ago, um, we were in addiction ourselves, which we're not now. Um, and he was, you know, he was charged with, you know, possession and of um, a substance, um, and it, it actually went really well today. He didn't, he didn't get sentenced because he's doing so well, and he's going to college in September, right. and he's engaging. 
um, with his, you know, with his kids and stuff like that, and he's he's doing well. But um, my experience, like, you know, I'm, I've been a drug addict um, all my life. I'm, I'm sober now, um, sober now uh, a couple of years. Uh, he's sober himself now a couple of years. But our experience was all the crime we committed was due to our addiction. Like, um, just to get money to feed our habit, yeah. you know. And when you say sober, does that mean off of drink or off of drugs, or do you mean it for the drink two? and drugs? Drink and drugs. Yeah. I see. Uh, uh, I, he doesn't drink, but I, when I came off the drugs, I started drinking, thinking that that'd be okay, and I, I ended up like going overboard yeah. uh, like you know drinking full the big full big uh, litre bottles of Captain mm. Morgan and within right. the space of like an hour oh wow yeah um, and just like blacking yeah. out and yeah. like uh, right. so I had to I knew my problem was I have an addictive personality so mm. like I have to be very careful so right. I knew I had to I had to deal with that issue too before yeah. it got too bad. When the two of you came out the court there, I did see you, you gave each other a big hug, yeah. so you're happy at the moment. Yeah, though. definitely, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So he didn't get sent to prison today no. and I suppose you were able to tell the courts that you've made the effort staying up yeah, with the Yeah, yeah, like and I'm like you know, I as his solicitor was in there saying, look, he has huge support from his girlfriend. I, I attend college. I'm a um, nail tech eyelash eyebrows. Um, I'm qualified in some of it, but um, but I've I'm, I have to wait to get qualified in some of the other um, modules in it. You know. What would you say to anybody who hears this, who's in an addiction problem, and you know what can what can you do like to help? get help reach out the first thing is admitting to yourself and to somebody that you have a problem that's the first thing you need to do and just to reach out and ask for help so life is better now is it yeah life is great like i've and you know i'm i'm doing something i love and i have my home i'm i'm clean i'm sober um, I have my family, I have, you know, my, my good friends, not my associates, if you understand what I mean. I think I do, that people have said to me, if you've got to get off drugs, you have to change your company yeah. because yeah. They, are, they are associates. And it could mean that you only end up with a hand full of people that you can that you have you know but should they were addicts the same as you though yeah. weren't they you yeah. know and it wasn't yeah. like really their fault was it no you know? no right. uh, now i do like i do attend aa sometimes and aa and na is great like it, it is like for for people with addiction like were you very young when it started then or? uh yeah i was uh 14 and I'm I'm thir- I'm thirty three now, so. So you were fourteen, what, when you first took the drugs? Yeah, it? when I started first I start first started taking drugs, yeah. And what was the first drug? What was the um, weight, and then it was ecstasy. Oh God, ecstasy! Oh, thoughts. Right. Um, oh my God! Every day I used to take them. Every day, like seriously, every day. 
I don't know how I got away, but it, my nanny, I lived in my nanny's house, and she was real strict, real old-fashioned, and, and, you know, I'd be going around like... Yeah. <laughs> wasn't she right to help you? Sorry, sir, how are you doing? The lady here is saying to me about how life is much better having got off of drugs, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it is, yeah. So, so yeah. the two of you are doing we're well, doing you know? Drugs the two of us are doing great. Yeah. We're doing superb. Um, especially when it comes to the kids, like, you can put more attention into your kids, and uh, the kids don't have to look at you like going around like a like a zombie. Like I was saying to yeah. him, he was you asking, know? "What would you say to other addicts listening?" And I said, "Reach out, like, yeah. like tell, like the first step is admitting you have a, a problem yeah. and telling someone that you have yeah, a problem yeah, and yeah. reach out to, yeah, to yeah. someone or somewhere." And you to can get help, help one person, like what I mean, that person can help another person exactly. and so on, and, and it just leads to it, like. You know, like a, right. I saw you give a big hug to each other as you yeah, came home. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I said to myself, "That's a good news." We story. were happy. I had we a were good happy. Feeling. I knew. I this has happened three three times, yeah. and I had a good the, the three times I've had a good feeling. Look, well, I oh, brought me clothes and all, thinking I was getting locked I up. Yeah, right you you have your bags there. Yeah, yeah. And, she, and she 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 had a good feeling saying that like, and she done this twice. She told me she, I wasn't getting locked up. And so I didn't. Tour time, I I mean, like, and it's come I've been out of trouble for three years, like, and uh, the judge kind of lo- looked at that as, as like, uh, like he's now well. He's out of trouble for three years, like. And I'm starting a course in Biffy and uh, Bray, a hair, hairdressing course. Uh, what I mean, like a barbering course, sorry. And, and like that, you ha- you have your bags here. I mean, yeah, I saw you yeah, with the bags yeah, earlier. The bags and all, and yeah. what did, what would you pack? Prison, oh, they'll all be tracksuits, uh, hair socks, machine, socks, socks jocks, yeah. all that kind of stuff. All the necessities, what machine did you say it is? A, a hair machine, you know, to cut your hair. All I right, cut my hair this morning, they did before I went. All right, you now to get maybe seven look a bit. You know, so I fucking sorry for the language, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. cut me, I need to be hair cut like straight away, like, right. So you didn't think you were kind of coming out then? Today? I thought I was going, I was going to jail. Yeah. Being I honest. Yeah. I, I, didn't. I didn't. No. So uh, it's all finished now. It's all finished now. A month suspended, suspended for a year, mm-hmm. and that's me out of trouble now. I'm 46 years of age nearly. My time coming to these cars are finished, and I'll never be back again. Yeah. Never. And like and the, the woman who loves you there was yeah. saying, she was pretty young when she started. She was pretty young. I was pretty young too. I was about 15. Right. I'm 46 now nearly and um, it's 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 a sad it's a sad yeah. it's a sad world like it's a sad way to live your life you know what I mean yes. like when you're addicted like uh, you you, 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 yeah. have to, you have to do things that that you don't like doing but That's you have to do it to survive and to support your addiction and like if, if I could take it all back now I would if I could turn back the time and go Sound back right. to when I was 18 yeah. Oh, I'd live a different life. I wouldn't get involved in drugs no. because the, the things I've done that I'm not proud of over the years, uh, like still yeah. hurt. Like yeah. it, you may not think that, like just because we're, like we're criminals that we haven't got a heart, that we don't yeah. think of the, the we damage do, we've done we do to people. Like, we yeah. we think of all the damage we've done to people, and 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 we're, we're very apologetic about that and uh, we understand like the trauma that they went through like you know you mean like, people you would have robbed people yeah, that we would have yeah, robbed yeah. And, and stolen from shoplifted even, even like shoplifting is a, is a, is a, 
I used to think it was a uh, it was a fence that didn't affect anybody, but it does. Now, like, if one person you know. goes in and shoplifts, then another person goes in and shoplifts. Like his yeah. his 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 money and his profit margins go down. You know, right. like your family must be very glad of you. Very yeah, proud yeah, of you yeah. Now. They're very proud of me. Yeah, yeah. I was just on the phone to my brother there just before I got off there there mm. before I started speaking to you. Both gone through similar. We both have had drug-induced psychosis, and I was so sick that my family thought this was from drugs. uh, Of course, that they were told that I might not make it through it. Like that, I could be in that psychotic mind forever, or I might actually, because I would need a drink. But I ended up pulling through it. But that was my kind of breaking point. Was when I was like. I have to do something There's always a point uh, in, your, in your life when, when you say you're right, enough's enough. From the steps of the Criminal Courts of Justice in Dublin. That's it for this week from Paddy's Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to be notified of future episodes, please subscribe to the series and leave me a review. It really helps to create awareness for the podcast. If you'd like to get in contact or learn more about the series, you can visit my website, paddyspodcast.ie. See you next time.